You're listening to a message from Victory Dumaguete. Now, we are in a series break. And uh, while I was praying for today's message, I was asking God for a particular word uh, for us and for this church. And if I may entitle this message, I would call it Moving On from the Broken Things in Our Lives. Moving on from the broken things in our lives. Because I, I really feel like all of us here, we have all lost something. And if I may, para siyang napabilis, na fast track, the number of things we have lost. We have all lost something. We've experienced this before pandemic. And much so, all of us here, we have experienced this, especially during pandemic. What do I mean? I mean, my wife, were talking to a couple of people. Married people, they've lost this, you know, this joy of going around, magbakasyon. Two years din yun na nawala. Of course, for some business people that we've, me and my wife have been talking to, yung opportunities, they were ready to scale up. Alam niyo yun, naghanda na sila, nag-ready na sila ng supplies, tas biglang nag-rent na sila ng place, nag-sign na sila ng contract, and then boom, pandemic came. And then two years, they've lost something, the capital that they were supposed to use. And, and maybe for some of us here, especially for the students, you've planned it out already. Magdedebu ka na. Mag-graduate ka na. And the ending is, it's all online. It's just not the same. Or maybe for some of us here, and it's very sad, maybe we've lost someone, a, a person that we do love. person that have been a friend. Yung nagkakagulatan lang. Oh, as pastors, we can't tell you. The number of times, especially the first months, that we have been getting texts and calls na bigla na lang magsasabing, Uy, si ganito, critical condition. Si ganito, wala na. We're like shocked. Huh? We just met with him. He seems so strong. How does this happen? We have all lost something. That's a sad reality that we are in. But as we slowly approach a post-pandemic world, we're in, I think, sabi, voluntary na lang din daw ang pag-wear ng mask. Pero mag-mask pa din po kayo kung gusto nyo. Sa loob o sa labas. We're all trying to move forward. We're all trying to pick ourselves up and carry on with life. We're all trying to make sense of what happened in our world. Maybe for students ngayon, yung dalawa, tatlong taon na hindi ka nalabas, talagang tinodo mo ngayon. Really, you're hanging out with friends kahit wala kayong pag-uusapan. Or maybe, if you're uh, a single Professional, ngayon pwede na talaga mag-date. Yan. Hindi na dating app. Yan. Eyeball na. Ayan, pwede na magkita. Uh, we cannot see each other. Or maybe, for families, now finally we get to go on a vacation. Or maybe for those uh, people who's into business, baka ito yung supposedly business during the pandemic, just trying to get through and now you're trying to do a new business or to go back to your previous business. We're all trying to move forward. We are all trying to make sense of what happened and the loss that we experienced and the brokenness we have all experienced. And let me just tell you, it's just normal. It's normal that we do feel sad. It's normal that we do feel down. It's normal that we do feel like there's so many things that were gone. And it's also normal to try to move forward. We're not moving on. It's different from moving forward. Iba yung moving on sa move forward. Yung moving on, parang nakakalimot. Pero moving forward, alam natin yung sakit. We know the pain. We bear the loss. But we just still want to continue. Now here's the sad part. We're trying to move on. We're trying to make sense of this world. We try to make catch up. 
Diba parang minsan parang bumabawi ngayon. Lalo na magde-December. Okay? Lalo if you're a business owner, you know what I mean, right? Okay? Tapos pasok ng January. Eh. Accounting na naman. We're trying to catch up. Catch up with all the things. But then when we look at the news, despite every single thing that we try to do, there is still some challenges in terms of our security and safety. I mean, think about this. Internationally, war, Ukraine, Russia. Merong nga classmate na taga Ukraine. And he was telling us of the challenges that they experienced. Then of course, there's the US-Taiwan, China-Taiwan, and all of those things. And then of course, the projection of some people about recessions, challenges in terms of finances, trying to navigate what will happen. Even crypto is down. <laughs> Pero, despite that, there's so many things that's rising up. Prices, oil, diba? Ang dami nagmamahalan. Diba? Oil, langis, presyo, except yung boyfriend at girlfriend. <laughs> yung crush mo, hindi ka pa rin niya mahal. Okay? Ang saklap talaga. <laughs> nagmamahalan na lahat eh. Bakit ganun? But what I'm trying to say is this. We've experienced loss before. We're trying to move forward. And yet, as we move forward, there is not a single hint of security and safety. You know, while preparing for this message, I'm thinking about the broken things in our lives and that desire for security and safety. Praise God for this amazing book of God. You know what? This may be an old ancient book, but it is still timely and relevant and very much applicable in our lives. We live in a world kung saan ang dami mga broken things, lack of security and safety, but praise God, there is a book that talks about safety and security and literal broken walls. We're going to look at a particular passage from the book of Nehemiah. And hopefully as we look into this, we'll learn how to see, how to move forward with the broken things in our lives. Now, before I read a passage in Nehemiah, just to give you a context, the people of Israel rebelled against God. Ang dami nang babala ni Lord. Uy, tumigil ka na. You will fall into judgment. You're positioning yourself into judgment. Don't continue with your sin. And yet, the Israelites continued. Nahati yung kingdom, northern, southern, northern Israel, southern Judah. The northern Israel was conquered by Assyria. The southern Israel was conquered by Babylon. It's destroyed. They were in exile. Nasira yung pinundar nila. And yet, God is faithful. He sent people back there. He sent natives back into the land. But when they went there, they realized that there is no temple. Sira yung temple, which is a symbol of God's presence. So parang pinapamuka sa kanila, wala na yung Diyos nyo. And not only that, the walls of the city were destroyed. Walls are symbols and also provide security and safety and stability during their time. It's literally broken. Sa ating kasi figurative lang eh. Sila literal broken. And yet in the midst of that, we're going to read from this one. Nehemiah chapter 2 verses 17 to 18. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? How Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer derision. And I told them the hand of my God that had been upon me 
for good. And also the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. If we can summarize the picture of Nehemiah's setting, it is this. Broken walls, no security, and no safety. But if we can also summarize the message of Nehemiah, it is this. Rise up and build. As we move on from the broken things of our lives, as we move forward with that, I believe God is reminding us to rise up and build. Now, that's Nehemiah giving this charge and rally to the people. Mga kapatid, mga kababayan, mga kaibigan, brothers and sisters, Nehemiah was saying this. When I went around the town, when I went around the city, the walls were broken. The temple was destroyed. Come, he rallied them. Come, let us rise up and build. Now, that's Nehemiah chapter 2. But what we are going to focus in, actually, is a chapter in Nehemiah that if you've read Nehemiah, most probably, finastrid mo siya. Kasi medyo boring siya. You know, we have some parts of the Bible that seems like it's boring. Like yung mga pangalan, the names. Sino ba to? Di ko to kilala. Okay? Or maybe the numbers. Diba? The numbers. 300. Went to, parang, ano ba? I-add ko ba to? Or maybe the laws. Parang, oh, pag pumunta ka dito. And we have that. And that part here is actually the part in Nehemiah's chapter that most probably you've fast read. But that's exactly the part we're going to slow read. So bear with me, Nehemiah chapter 3. And I want to encourage you, don't worry, hindi ko babasahin yung buong chapter. But my encouragement for us is that when we do get home, take a look at Nehemiah 3. There is so much to get here. Now as I'm going to read this chapter, I want you to think about the words that keeps recurring, yung paulit-ulit. And as if you know, some quick ano lang, reminder, palababasa po tayo ng Bible, tapos may mga bagay na paulit-ulit, those are some things that we should take note because those are a literary device by the biblical authors to say na importante ito. Wala kasing highlighter dati. That's the Bible writer's way of highlighting something. So I'm going to read Nehemiah chapter 3, verses 1 to... 14, but I'm going to skip on some verses. Nehemiah chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. And as I read this, look at some of the words that gets repeated. Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers and sisters. They built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set its doors. They consecrated it as far as the Tower of the Hundred, as far as the Tower of Hananel. And next to him, the men of Jericho built. And next to them, Zachor, the son of Imri, built. Diba? Ngayon pa lang, hindi na kayo nakinig. <laughs> Sino to? <laughs> Ay, hirap i-pronounce ang pangalan. Verse 3, The sons of Hasina built the fish gate. They laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts and its bars. Verse 4, And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, son of Hakos, repaired. And next to them, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, son of Meshabel, repaired. And next to them, Zadok, the son of Bana, repaired. And then next to them, the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles would not stoop to serve their Lord. And then in verse 6, Joyada, the son of Pasiah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodea, repaired the gate of Yeshana, or that is the old city. They laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. Do you see what I mean? There are words that keeps recurring, right? 
repair and all of those things. And that's exactly what we're going to look at. How do we move forward from the broken things of our lives? I believe all of us here, we're trying to go forward and build. But from the remaining time that I have, let me share to you three sets of words that was repeating from the verses that we read. The first set of words are the words rebuild and repair. Rebuild and repair. Nakita na natin paulit-ulit. Actually, maraming repair. And there's rebuild. Well, I'm looking at this. I'm studying this word. Yung word na rebuild, it has two meanings from its original language. Yung re, it means that there is something there before and you're just trying to put it up again. So meron na dati, pero babalik mo. Rebuild. Alam ko parang no-brainer yon. pero ang galing ng word ni God. But there's also another meaning of it. The word build. Build means you're putting up something new. So that's how it looks like in its original language. Sometimes it will be used as bringing something back or it can be used as putting up something new for expansion. And the word repair means there's something that's existing already that we need to make it strong again. Yun ang sabi ng repair. You see the three meanings already. Rebuild and repair. Something new, something that was there before but needs to be set up, or something that needs to be strengthened. Maybe you are here, and despite all the broken walls, quote-unquote, broken things that you have in your life, maybe today, in this post-pandemic world, pagkagaling mo sa pandemic, yung kahit alanganin yung mga bagay, maybe God is telling us here to put back those things that were lost. What could that be? What could that be that was there before but now should be put back once again? Maybe it's that drive once again. Maybe it's that drive to serve. Maybe for some of us here, it's that finally, that chance to go out again and to reach out. Maybe you were so passionate before, but during the pandemic, you lost the fire, but it's there. You just need to put it back. Or maybe for some of us here, it is really something new. May bagong pinapagawa ang Panginoon sa buhay mo. During pandemic, you had a vision. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new business. And maybe today, God is telling you to start that again. Despite everyone saying, parang alanganin na, parang hindi kaya. But the people of God move by faith. Something new. Or maybe, could it be that God is telling us here to repair something? To make something strong again? Maybe it is that feeling of community. You were part of the community before, tas ngayon parang medyo sakto na lang, dumistan siya ka. But God is telling, no, strengthen that church community that you once had before. Or maybe right now, you're starting to reach out. Pero parang, hindi ko kaya mag-all in. I can't really fully commit yet. But before, you were so able to do so. Maybe right now, God wants to strengthen once again that heart to serve. An application for us. Something maybe you could ask you and your family. What are the new things? that God is doing in your life. What needs to be strengthened in your life and family. 
Is there something new that God wants to do in your life? Or is there something that needs to be strengthened? Maybe it's Bible reading. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's attending. I don't know what it is. Mayroong bang bagong pinapagawa si Lord? At ano yung mga bagay na dapat natin i-improve or strengthen? The next set of words that we saw from the text that we read, paulit-ulit, are the words next and after. Napansin niyo ba yon? Next to them, next to him, next to them. Yung after them, di na natin nabasa, pero nasa latter end of chapter 3 yon. After them, after him. Now, what does it mean? Next to them means literally someone beside you. It means that you cannot do this alone. You cannot rebuild and repair alone. You cannot try to fix your life alone. And then afterwards, the words after them literally means nasa likod. But it can also mean because someone in front of them did this, they were also moved to do what they did. What I'm trying to say is this. You will never know the impact that you and I will have as we are faithful in rebuilding and repairing what God wants us to rebuild. Hindi mo alam yon. Baka mamaya yung kapitbahay mo, yung kaklase mo, yung office mate mo, yung amiga mo, sinasabi nila, wow, how can he or she continue on with life? Ako hirap na hirap. Stress na stress. Pero bakit siya? Parang naka-makeup lagi. Yan, di ba? There's just so much grace. You will never know that. You know, I cannot tell you the number of times that we heard this. Iba, lamay. Lamay sa patay. Tapos, syempre, may church member tayo na namatayan. Tapos, yung mga, syempre, yung mga relatives doon, yung mga kasama, hindi naman Christian. But they would see how our church would come there. Nagugulat sila, napupuno yung kung saan naglalamay. Tapos, ang daming tao. Tapos, may pagkain, may flower paminsan. Kung wala man, may prayer, may encouragement. And then afterwards, I cannot tell you the number of times we've heard this. Their non-Christian family members and friends would approach. Sino yun? Maka-churchmate ko. Grabe ah. Grabe all out ah. You will never know the impact when the community, the church community, the one next to you and after you, behind you, the effect that we have. You cannot rebuild alone. I know this goes countercultural to the prevailing culture and prevailing mindset that the world has, which is very much relativist or yung tinatawag na medyo individualism or yung mas modern day palatable to young people, which is self-love. But they all belong to one tree, if you may. Isang puno lang yan. Focus sa sarili. I want to fix my life first before I show up. I want to keep things for myself kasi nakakahiya. Ano sasabihin ng iba? I have to align myself first because what will other people say to me? That's the prevailing world right now. But the people of God ever since from Nehemiah to Jesus' time to the disciples in the early church always shared lives together. They cried together. 
They were happy together. They were restoring each other. They were helping each other next to them. And because of that, the people around them, the after them, saw what God was doing to them. Do not fall to the trap of the world today. We're in, ako lang, ako lang, ako muna, focus. I want to encourage you to open up your life. Here is an application question. Who are next to you in rebuilding and repairing? Is someone helping us in our marriage? Is someone strengthening us? Is someone helping us with our parenting? Who are next to you in rebuilding and repairing? Now, the last set of words that I want to look at are the words gates and walls. We've seen some of the gates from the verses that we read. And as I've said before, gates and walls are pictures of protection, stability, and boundaries. Union, literal yon. Now, there were 10 gates that were renovated and rebuilt during the time of Nehemiah. But I'm not going to go through all of them, no? Medyo nakakalula na if we're going to look at. But let me just share four of them because some of them are really cute. First one is the sheep gate. In verses 1 to 2, sabi dyan, Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers, the priests, and they built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set its doors. They consecrated it. The very first gate that Nehemiah allowed to be built was the sheep gate. Meh! Anong paki ko dyan? Meh! Okay. Ano So what? Sheeps during their time are used and by the way, no priest yung nagbuild. Sheeps during their time are used to offer and sacrifice and worship God. In short, Nehemiah and the Israelites are making a statement. Sira yung mga walls. I could have individually built my house and built my life first, but they were making a statement. I will build God's purpose in God's house first. No wonder, Matthew 6, 33, one of our favorite verses. Probably, kasali siya sa top 20 verses natin. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added to you as well. They could have built their own houses first, which we have another book in the Bible to talk about that. They could have built their own enterprises first. But they made the decision. They mauna si Lord. Kasi sa kanya naman galing lahat eh. The, the priest started building the sheep gate first so that we can worship God, so that we can honor God, so that we can approach God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Now here's the interesting part. The second gate that was built is known as the fish gate. Can you say fish gate? The sons of Hasina built the fish gate. And the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles would not stoop to serve their Lord. What is interesting with the fish gate is it's located somewhere in the northern part, malapit sa dagat nila. And usually, that is also a center, a gate for, of course, the provision for the city and commerce. Wow, imagine that. Ganong ka-practical si Lord. Seek me and I will build you. So as you worship me, yung sunod na sunod na inayos, gustong inayos ni Nehemiah is that center of commerce. You exchange the businesses, trade, economy. 
I want to encourage you. Seek first God's kingdom. At the same time, you will be amazed what God would do. Ito yung nakakalungkot. Yung nobles nila, yung mga mayayaman sa lugar nila, di nakisali. Pero yung mga Tekoites, they went ahead. You know why they didn't join the nobles? What's the reason? Because they would not stoop to serve the Lord. Eh, mayaman ako eh. Ba't ako makikisali? Trabaho nila yan. But the Tekoite says, ah, hindi, I'm gonna build. How is our heart? Then other one, Nehemiah 3, verses 6, 8, and 12. I'm going to go fast with this one. The old city gate. Gate of Yeshana. Now, the old city gate has no use. <laughs> it just has sentimental value. It has historical value. Wala siyang major economic ganyan. Okay? Unlike the fish gate and another gate sa baba. But what is interesting is this. Those who were involved were goldsmiths and perfumers. In short, they were business people. And they were daughters. Babae. In construction. It means that whatever our status is, married ka man, single ka man, lalaki ka man, babae ka man, mayaman ka man, nakakaangat sa buhay, sakto lang, or nagsastruggle sa buhay, we always have something to contribute in rebuilding and repairing. That is the whole concept of the New Testament church. No one had too much. No one had too little. They both can give something to the Lord. Look at that. Yung old city gate, ay, importante to. Kahit literally, wala tong use. Except for sentimental value, let's come together. And mind you, these business people sacrificed. Na disrupt yung negosyo nila. I can just imagine, no? Kung siguro, 12 hours yung story nila, baka mamaya, kalahating araw lang or something like that. There really is sacrifice here. As we rebuild and repair each other and ourselves, it demands hard work. There is sacrifice. The last one, last gate, is called the dung gate. Hindi dung gate. Okay, masarap yun. Pero ito, hindi to masarap. <laughs> Not dung gate. Now, the dung gate is where the sewage and the garbage are thrown. So this is not a tourist spot. No one goes here and to say, picture mo ko dito. Walang pupunta dyan. Mabaho. Madumi. But it needs to be done. And look, Balkhija, who is a ruler of the district, said, I will rebuild that. There is no task too big or too small in the eyes of the Lord. Feeling mo ang litit lang nito. May magagawa ba to? But in the eyes of God, you have a part to play. Maybe all you can spare in your time is an hour. Or maybe two hours. Or maybe this amount. Or maybe this time. Or maybe this service. Do not neglect the small things that you bring before God. Here is a question. How can you participate in what God is rebuilding and repairing in your life and community? You know, I'm so blessed. Right now, there's Kids Church. Whatever it takes. It's not easy to be a Kids Church teacher. But we're not babysitting them. We're raising them up to become leaders. And our Kids Church teachers who will not hear this message because they're there. They're serving God. Dalawa yung favorite times ko do sa Alab Convergence natin. Yung una, 
yung worthy pastor Archie, oh man, amazing. His exhortation about God's holiness. And the second is this picture. This is a picture wherein we asked who attended, who would consider be part of full-time campus ministry. Consider. Pero, alam niyo, it's a step of faith for them. And look at this. Dami. But behind those people who stood there are nameless, faceless men and women who tirelessly, patiently endured the problems of young people. Some of them are small. Pimple niya, crush niya, nagahang yung internet. Some of them are big. Iniwan ng pagulang, hindi makapag-aral, abuse. We don't know who are those leaders who allowed and spared their time to raise up students like that. And there's another picture, hindi ko na lang nalagay, no? Pastor Archie also asked for full-time cross-cultural missionaries. Those people, probably na-assign sila sa dung gate. <laughs> Who would want to talk about the quote-unquote petty concerns of children? But it's not petty. They need that. Someone needs to rebuild and repair some things that's broken in their lives. And I thank you. The other day, I was talking to some moms who volunteered in our Alab Convergences. In fact, there's another one. Probably makikita niyo yung video na yun from our ENC. One of our fruitful leaders in South Luzon was a mom. Isang student lang, in-invite yung buong classroom. Madaling magpaalam kasi nanay. I want you to think about this. When you invest in their lives, the young people and the nations, it is not wasted. Those volunteer victory group leaders, yung mga nag-one-to-one sa mga yan, who handles all their concerns, that's not wasted. I'm just so blessed. Pastor Archie brought me to, and I'm so excited for you on this, to your future building. I hope you are excited for this. 22, 23 years. And finally, at least we have a building. At least here. And I know some of you gave there. Some of you chipped in. Some of you sacrificially gave in rebuilding this. Let me just say that this is just a building. It's a tool. But behind that tool are people like you, Victory Group leaders, who's saying, "Etong building na to, malamang baka hindi to para sa akin. Para to sa mga next 30, 50 years from now. We're not building this for ourselves. Because quite honestly, we could have used that money for something else. But what we're trying to say is, no, Lord, I acknowledge that you want me to be a part of what you are doing in this strategic city. We're not just talking about Dumaguete, we're talking about that strategic campus in Siliman, wherein international students get reached, wherein top leaders of our nations and the world gets released. You have a part to that. Okay lang ba kahit hindi kayo mapangalanan? Okay lang ba kahit hindi kayo makilala? But my promise is, yung kinakanta natin kanina na worship song, oh, amazing song. God knows your name. God saw what you did. Not the amount that you gave, but your heart that you when you gave. I want to end with this last verse right now. 
How do we move on from the broken things in our lives? Yes, we need to rebuild and repair. You do not rebuild and repair alone. You rebuild and repair with the community. And we do whatever it takes to raise up those things. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. Whatever our background is, we can rebuild and repair our lives and the people around us. But I want to leave this encouragement for us. Amos chapter 9, verse 14. It says here, I will restore, I meaning God, God will restore the fortunes of my people Israel. And they, Israel, the people of God, and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine. And they shall make gardens and eat their fruit. At the end of the day, we do not restore ourselves. God restores as we rebuild and repair. Remove the burden. Wala kang hinahabol. Wala kang kailangan, Ay, Lala, baka ma-miss out ko to. Nothing like that. Let's just be faithful. Rebuild, repair, rebuild, repair, individually, corporately, whatever your age, whatever your season, student, young professional, married, with kids. Rebuild, repair, because we have the faith that God is the one who will restore. You just heard a message from Victory Dumaguete. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victorytumaguete.org or like our page on Facebook.